When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of Keeping Current with Kansas City. This is Thabel from the Kansas City Soccer Journal. With me, I have Daniel Sperry, who is quietly hiding from his family. And I'm just kidding, his daughter's asleep. (laughs) Quietly hiding from my family, aka trying not to wake up my daughter. And we are in a new house, slash apartment, slash digs, whatever you want to call it. And the proximity of my desk space to my daughter's bedroom is too close because you all know i'm going to go on a hot rant at the moment so i think it's very possible all right so (laughs) it's uh it's kind of funny because earlier today we were both at sporting kansas city we were standing out in the parking lot talking about the kansas city current and doing a pod and protection lists and on the top two players of both of our list of who we were going to protect it wasn't what 10 minutes later you're texting me like well that's got blown up yeah it might have been like 20 20 minutes or so uh yeah i I stopped and got gas and it was by the time i got back in the car you had already texted me so yeah yeah i i went and got i drove through the freddy's that's outside sporting's facility to grab some food on my way back to work and (laughs) I got that email in the inbox and was like, what? What is happening? So to clarify, Alex Loetta mm-hmm. has been traded to Bay FC for draft protection and 175 was 175, 175,000. 175 in allocation money, which um, 
So let's say this Orlando Pride have already traded to both teams for um, protection in the expansion draft. They're completely protected. No one else is getting taken off their roster. They traded away one player and two first round draft picks that they held um, to Bay FC. And they received, and it's like, I think total they received $130,000 in allocation money. The current arguably could not be done with their business yet. And they've already received more than that um, in, in exchange for a much, you know, Michaela Clough was big for them, but the, uh, Alex Loera was a big time player, a big time member of the team, uh, a player that they, you know, took a chance on in a draft and waited out a year to give her an opportunity to finish at Santa Clara and, you know, she was excellent when she was with the team. So it's a big, a big loss, a big hole in the roster. But yeah, hundred seventy-five thousand in allocation money, I think, is pretty, pretty good, considering she was a fourth-round draft pick in twenty twenty-one. They had to take the chance on her on a year away from the club of her not developing, and you know they got a goal up. You know they got a goal and an assist in the playoffs out of her, and a lot of very good performances for two years, and then. You know, cashed in for 175k on paper. That looks great, but on the roster, losing a player like that is uh, certainly. And as you know, as Thad mentioned, this is a player that both of us were like. I mean, it was Dabinia, and then almost immediately Alex. For me, Dabinia was first on the on the mind, and then Alex Loretta. That's that's a big, big player to lose, in my opinion, um, yes. in a trade like this. And just for clarification's sake, you mentioned she was drafted in the fourth round. It is only because she had already declared she was going to stay in school with Santa Clara because of it was the COVID years, and yes. players had the extra uh, uh, eligibility with college mm-hmm. that they could stay. So that's really the only reason she dropped to the fourth round. She, if she had went the next year, she would have been a first rounder, you know, a yeah. high first rounder. Not maybe, maybe not a- one through four, maybe, but she would have mm-hmm. been a. She had been at least middle of the pack, I think, in the first yeah. round. Yeah, for sure. So the only reason she was in the fourth round was just because she was staying the extra year. And if she had went that year, she would have come out. She probably would have been a second rounder at at worst, and probably a, a mm-hmm. maybe even a bottom first rounder. Yeah. So just just clarifying for people to know that she wasn't like a terrible player, and they just made her into something spectacular. Oh. All right. So the the one controversy is just that they made the trade they opened up a big hole in the middle of the field for themselves they got some money they got some protection but now the next controversy is alex seemed to be very unhappy with the trade or at least the way it went down i mean she's happy to be in bay Mm -hmm. at bay fc Mm -hmm. like that's that that whole area out there she was santa clara yeah santa clara santa clara university plays literally two blocks west of PayPal Park where Bay FC will play. Um, You can see PayPal Park from the dorms at Santa Clara. Um, I mean, it's, it's just down the street. So, um, you know, it's her neck of the woods and Leslie Osborne was member of the uh, um, ownership group out there. She literally babysat Leslie Osborne kids. Uh, when she was at Santa Clara, I mean, the connections are there to not only that ownership, not only the team, not only the city, but the ownership group. 
Um, so I, it's it, it's a unsurprising in a way that she ended up there. Um, but at the same time, the manner and how it happened uh, obviously surprised her. Yeah, and so I what I've gathered or I'm taking from her Instagram comments was she was talked to, she committed to being there for to in Kansas City for the rest of her contract. And I think had the expectations that she was going to be protected because, again, it, that was like a no-brainer. Whether she was number one, two, or three, everybody would have protected her. And then they came back later and said, eh, sorry, we're going to trade you. But we don't know how that communication went down. And yeah. I don't think I, – I, I think that's just the big disappointment is that somehow she felt betrayed mm-hmm. after the fact, whether it's – that she was traded at all or whether the communication was terrible. We seem to have a pattern of that at least a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you can go back to the Lynn Williams thing. Um, you know, Lynn was notified uh, the, that article is out there. You can find it um, on just women sports. Um, I, I linked it in my uh, write up at the star about it, but you know, the Lynn had expressed that she, on Instagram that she was, you know, disappointed that she never got to, play in front of Kansas city fans and um, you know, uh, the, the injury that knocked her out of all of last season, um, you know, derailed that opportunity. And then she was traded away for the number two pick. Um, she was notified two hours before that there's a possibility that she might be traded um, during draft day and that she could have been involved in some trades potentially that were discussed. Um, and then she found out in real time, like the rest of us, that she had officially been traded to Gotham uh, for the pick that brought Michelle Cooper to Kansas City. So um, a similar pattern there. Uh, I don't want to directly bring the Micaiah Minis situation into this again, but the it's a different situation in terms of like what happened there, but it is also, again, another example of miscommunication in some way, shape, or form um, by the front office to the player about what expectations are. Um, some of that... Uh, I won't directly put it on the agent per se, but like that, the agent's a part of that as well. Um, uh, and the same thing for Loretta, same thing for Lynn Williams. Um, but there seems to be a uh, lack of clear communication about where a player stands um, uh, along the way. If you take the Mackay Minis thing, um, you know, she see it to her, it seemed like things were going well and she was cut quote out of nowhere. Um, you know, Loetta seemed to be under the impression that she was staying and that she was wanted here, um, and then was traded. Um, so, you know, that's, those are too many, like at, at, at too many, you know, first time, you know, was it first time shame on you, second time shame on me, third time, you know, you shouldn't even have been in that situation, but we're in that situation now. There's a couple of times where you're like, all right, like we, we, we have crossed this bridge of poor communication that's somewhere within the front office to a player um, and, or to an agent to the player, you know, there, there needs to be clearer communication. Um, And I think, honestly, if you ask a lot of the players at Gotham who just won the championship, including Lynn Williams and former Kansas city, current player, Kristen Edmonds, um, you know, all of them talk about the communication that comes from the front office and that it's, everybody feels clearly, um, in a position where they, they know where they stand uh, with uh, Yale Averbuch. 
um, West and that the, all those types of things, you know, even with the head coach, that communication process seems to be there. Um, you know, the Kansas city current have changed out coaches as well. And it seems like the communication issue is still an issue. Um, so the, you know, the question is where, where's the ball getting dropped here? Um, because at some point there, this is a business, right? And we get it. Players, it players can be traded. If you don't have a no trade clause, you should be under the assumption that you could probably be moved at any time if the right offer came for you um, to another place. And, 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 but at the same time, there's not enough communication about the standing to these players that I think is a, a basic level of communication that should be communicated from the front office to the player. Yeah. I want, I want to go back to the Lynn Williams thing for a second. If I remember it originally came out that she wasn't asked if she wanted to be traded they actually did go to her and say, we would like to, you know, potentially trade you. She said, no, she got mad, called them back and said, yeah, trade me if you want. I think is actually how it went down a little bit. So again, it, she was expected to be a big part of the team. And then they said, yeah, we're going to, we want to make a move and you're part of it. So I, I just, again, it, it's, it's how that's communicated it's again one instance is okay yeah maybe there's just a little thing that could have been better or maybe the players more sensitive than we would want them to be a second <laughs> thing and then a third thing uh and, and honestly i don't know if there's been more and we just don't know about them yeah and you know i all this obviously there's a lot more that we we'll want to that we originally wanted to get to on this podcast but like um you know for a club that puts a lot of money um, investment into being a player first. Um, it'd be really nice to see the mouth part of it line up in the actions that, that, that take place. Does that make sense? It makes sense. But when you say they put a lot of money into being a player first organization, I mean, they, they built the training center, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at the time, no team had. Right. And is so that fear if you have is that a player first thing or is that a competitive advantage thing and that not a player you know what i mean it, it could be both yes well it's both in a it's both in the, the training center is both the stadium is much more so a competitive advantage just in the ability to generate your own revenue and not have to revenue share with sporting and not have to deal with dates and you know, they're man- people that you don't pay to manage your stadium, managing a stadium that you're supposed to play in all the time. Um, you know, I mean, teams teams micromanage the, the size of the field uh, or how long the grass is based on their opponents that they're pl- that they're bringing into town or how much they water the pitch, um, you know, throughout the game and stuff or, you know, at, at halftime and all those things. That That's micromanaged by every single professional team. And like the current, if you're not in that in a stadium that's your own, you don't get to manage that as much. And so, sure, the stadium more competitive and recruiting advantage. The facility, I think, is twofold because you've invested in something that the players are going to be spending a majority of their time in, um, and invested in a building that like caters to them, um, both with food and in in reality. Um, but but you know, like that, like I, it's more of a, like. They've they they want to walk the walk, but I want to see the organization back up the talk as well, because it doesn't feel like they walk the talk at times. Um, and 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 you know they 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 walk the walk in the investment sense, um, and they and in even the marketing sense that their players are very well 
um, marketed by the team, I think, and their personalities, especially. I think the team does a good job of helping bring out their personalities and in, in, in who they are. But I want, like, this is this is where the ball is being dropped, and this is where, like, this isn't just that and I. This is a significant amount of fans that have expressed this at this point, that they are, you know, sad to see players talk this way about their experience with the current um, because – all that competitive advantage that the the training center, the stadium, all this other stuff goes out the window if you develop a reputation for not respecting your players. Mm-hmm. Whether it's earned, whether it's justified, I mean every one of these situations I could I could make a case for both sides of it that hey, mm-hmm. I didn't understand. I you know, I it was that's, more proportions. It's pro sports, it sucks. Uh I've been part of organizations that could tell me to pick up and move tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I know that's not the average everyday job, but you know, I've been part of those organizations <laughs> and it sucks, but I, I think that life is changing and the NWSL wants to portray themselves as being different than those leagues that, Oh, we're just going to send you wherever, whenever. Mm-hmm. And the current talk that talk. So they need to, like you said, walk the talk. Mm-hmm. They need to show that. Because otherwise they're going to have a reputation, and now you're now you're like, oh yeah, we could go to where there's a nice, pretty stadium. It's got a great view of a bridge. But mm-hmm. hey, they might screw me tomorrow. Maybe I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, originally this podcast was supposed to be us building our prote- expansion protection list uh, in the event that someone was picked. Now, obviously, the rules are that. AFC because sporting art sporting the current traded for expansion draft protection. We've done, it's been too much overlap these, these last few days um, yeah, no. because of the, because of the expansion draft and the way that protection works, Bay AFC will not have to select a player from the current. The current will only name 10, nine players uh, as their protected list. Um, they can and- still have two players taken from Utah though by Utah. They could. That is possibility. Um, however, there's also the opportunity to do a further trade with Utah, yeah. um, which would not surprise me. It would not surprise me. I will say, based on attempted conversations, both there and elsewhere, um, it doesn't seem like there is anything close to being in the works yet. But they have until they have a month really to do that. But doesn't sound like that conversation line has been opened with Utah just quite yet. Uh, I think there's at least been conversations, but I also think that there's a slightly more likely to be a conversation because the coach being Amy Rodriguez, mm-hmm. knowing Vlaco very well. and Yes. What? They've worked together before? I think she had her best club years with Vlaco as her coach, but you know. Um. Uh, yeah. So I do think that's a possibility in that regard. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how I would have ruled Loera out as the potential trade bait, but uh, I mean, what would you send to be protected and then just have this all done? <laughs> you, um, well, it depends. Here's the thing. This is the hard part about this whole expansion draft thing. Free agency opens on Sunday. Yeah, and team teams have to protect these new free agents they sign. Correct. Correct. If they if they sign somebody that they feel is protection worthy, 
So <clears throat> I would hope you wouldn't sign a free agent you didn't want to protect, though. I mean, well, yes, you, but you could wait till after the expansion draft to do that. You very much could. And the question is whether or not this is going to put a hold for a month on player recruitment for some teams. Um, I think 100% um, that if you're the current, I almost wonder if you, because you got such a large haul allocation wise in the first time, um, you know, let's see, where's the, I want to look at this 24 and I should have done this. Uh, yourself draft order. Okay. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So KC will hold the fourth overall pick in the draft. Right. Um, Orlando traded the eighth pick, and I believe another one. Or oh, they traded eight and ten. Um. To, and because Orlando held the tenth overall pick from LA, um, so they traded eight and ten. For fifty thousand dollars in allocation money, um, you know the current spent so much in on the draft um, last year. They brought in was it five, four total players and uh, from the draft um, last year. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they just trade a draft pick uh, for a little bit of allocation money and call it good. Um, it also kind of depends on what is 
you know, do they pick up a draft pick elsewhere for negotiations for somebody or something? I don't know. I think that's the way I would do it because then you've just guaranteed that you're not going to lose any more players. Um, so uh, if you, you know, you trade your fourth overall draft pick, um, what, for 25, 30K, maybe 40, 50K at the most, call it good. I know, you know, you get 50, they got 50 for eight and 10. It's a higher pick. So I'd say what, 35, 25K, call it good for a fourth overall draft pick. I don't know, I, man. Don't, a... Do you see, okay. And, and I, I could be wrong, but with the investment that they have into a lot of players that are on the roster and a lot of, uh, and how deep, you know, the back line, the midfield is, um, you know, if you're not going to get one of the elite attackers at four, most likely. Um, so you're probably looking at a defender or a midfielder that's likely blocked. I mean, sure, Loretta opens up a hole, but like, what do you do in free agency at this point? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Vlaco's looking. I mean, if players like Emily Sonnet and Rose Lavelle available in free agency, like I, you know, those are players that Vlaco liked a lot. Uh, there's other players too. Christy Mewis is a great player that's in, in midfielder that's in free agency. Um, you know, there, there's that, that fill that hole in the midfield too. So like, do you choose to, if you fill it in with free agency, then you're just blocking a rookie, um, for more playing time there. So I don't know for me, because the roster so deep, I just trade the draft pick, um, for tune and get out of there. Yeah. I'm a little bit on the other side is I like draft picks and I know Vlaco likes drafting. <laughs> um, and I was looking at the some of the players that will probably be coming out in this draft. There's, uh, oh, man, I cannot remember her name right off the top of my head, so I apologize. But she's from Texas. She's a junior, but expected to come out. And she scored 25 goals and had 19 assists in a junior year. Pretty much... Uh, the best one around. I don't think they could get her with the fourth pick though. So I would almost want to like, Hey, have all of our picks. Let us have mm -hmm. your top one. Just call it good. Yeah. So again, that's a little bit wild. I don't know. I don't know. If, I'm not even sure which team has the top pick. If it's Utah or Bay, cause they, one has the top pick in this, in the expansion. One has a top pick in the college draft. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's two schools of thought here. I don't know. I just, I, I see a roster that there's not an obvious like trade candidate unless it's someone that, you know, again, is of, is of high value, maybe to the way Amy Rodriguez wants to play. Um, no one knows what that's going to look like. So, um, you know, I think that that's the hard part. Um, the most, I'll say this, and I don't mean this as a knock to Haley Mace per se, but it's pretty clear that she doesn't really fit in as a true fullback in a back four. Nope. Um, and I don't know that as a winger or even a striker that she played at times last year is also her best spot. And so in a system like Vlaco likes to play, I'm wondering if there's a position that fits what she does best, which is that true wingback and so 
does, does you know does Andy Rodriguez want to play with three at the back? I think Haley Mace is the most valuable tradable asset for them in that sense. Do I like the idea? No, because I'd love to see her grow and develop as a player and you know fit into one of those positions that Vlaco um would potentially play her in as a fullback. But you know, that's a that that's a that's a that's just one question mark because we've seen her as a fullback in Vlaco's back four and she just didn't look comfortable and no. there and all at times all last season she did not look comfortable as a fullback in the back four period. And Vlaco's very familiar with her since he called her up a couple times and yeah and he like saw he said, that he saw the ability that she had and saw the talent that she had and wanted to try and put it into the national team. It just didn't quite work out in in, in the way that they had hoped. I don't think she adapted into that back four the way that people thought she would. No, it's just, I mean, it's, we've, I know you've talked to her. I think everybody's talked to her that she's, she's more comfortable when she has another defender back there. So that's why she fits mm-hmm. in at a five, not a four. Yeah. And she can get up and down the field with having to worry about the defense as much. Yeah. So, yeah, I think she's a valid trade candidate. Uh, I would, again, I would hate to see her go. I'm not, I'm not saying go trade her. Want to see go advocate her? No, absolutely not, because that's a dangerous weapon on another team that you would yeah that that could potentially hurt Kansas City in that way. I do pretty much guarantee that Bay will destroy Kansas City in at least one game next year. Now, you think so? Yeah, we'll see. I think I think Loretta will just do it on her own. <laughs> uh, well, since we originally planned to just talk expansion draft in our list i think we're actually running out of time to do that since we got started late and we had the other news yes uh so we will probably just come back in a couple days and do a real expansion draft like all what we would protect and we'll Mm -hmm. see if there's any changes in the next couple days Uh, i i know the other thing we were just gonna briefly at least mention was the national team has a new coach Yes, Emma Hayes coming over from Chelsea. Um, a very good. She is a firecracker of a personality and a leader in the locker room, and I think she demands a culture and an and a a level of um respect from players that I think will be very good for this generation this up and coming generation of the women's national team that's looking for a culture to solidify itself around um, because it's no longer the babies hanging out with the legends. It is the baby's time and it's their time to be them. And I think Emma in a way is the perfect person to bring that in because of the success that she has had as a club coach. She's going to demand um, a level of culture and uh, respect um, from everybody that plays under her, and she is adept at establishing that, and I think that's going to be really good. I think I. Anytime you have a person who's done a long time as a club coach and moving him to the national team, there is a big difference in how that gets managed. So mm-hmm. I, I, not doubting that how good she was there. I just want to see how she will end up doing. I think one of the really interesting things though is she's paid equally to. Burhalter, from what we understand from the reporting. Mm -hmm. So that's the first time that the women's coach is being paid equal to the men's coach. Yep. Good for them. Yeah. So well done. Whether she's good, 
as good as, better, or worse than Burhalter, it's the equal job. So get her, get her paid. Of course, one minor news: Gabrielle Robinson gets a three-year contract. She'll be here hopefully yep. through twenty twenty-six. Although you've seen other very good defensive midfielder and defender combo players that you know sign a three-year contract after their breakout rookie season and go elsewhere. Hopefully that doesn't happen for Gabrielle, but yes, she 2026. She's she was a very good prospect this year. We saw a lot from her and I think she'll be good going forward. That's and there are four center backs under contract right now. Mm-hmm. Uh with Stina, Lauren, Ebal, and Gabby. Gabrielle. Correct. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle. So Corey, Corey Soto's is a mutual contract or it's a not a mutual option. I think it's the club option, if I'm correct, based on the, the release that they had for her initially. Um and then of course there is Merrick, who is a restricted free agent. Yeah. I I like Merrick if she's as a as a true center back, no, but as a three back center back kind of thing, yes. But yeah. Um or more as an outside back, but Soto, I, I mean again, Soto's one that came in and did well considering that she was next to another rookie. Mm-hmm. And I think they actually work pretty well. And again, that was with when they didn't have a real D mid in front of them for a lot of that time too. So mm-hmm. yep. very complicated year last year. So yeah, center backs are at least one that they could afford to lose one if they did have to. Yeah, but I think we'll come back with that a little bit more. And but I'm really happy to have Gabby back. For sure. and I think we're out of time, man. Sorry. That's no, okay. I'll shut up now. Everyone <laughs> yeah. would be grateful for it. Yep. Appreciate it, man. Good talking to you. We'll talk again soon. And we're out. <laughs> Thank you.